Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Irving, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. the one true king of the north, a.k.a. Big 30, a.k.a. December's very own, a.k.a. the Capricorn Goat, a.k.a. NBA Young Boy, a.k.a. him over there, a.k.a. Scheming A. Smith, a.k.a. You know what I'm saying? Russell Flex Brook. And on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. your ball-headed, favorite little ball-headed badass, a.k.a. Miss Run It Up, Never the Runner Up, a.k.a. Check-ins and Savings, Checking and the Savings, <laughs> and that little baby who's got her shit together. Calvin, how's your New Year's going? So, it started off interesting. Okay. You know, I think, you know, saying, I think, you know, we have a trial period <laughs> of the first couple <laughs> weeks of the year. Um, and I think it's just, you know, trying to get back in that mindset. Um, I think the the latest surge um because i do i do work in a uh, uh, uh do work in a field i do work in a sector that covid surges impact greatly right like it's like we we feel it first right and so mm-hmm. you know work is, is is stressed because the strain that this 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 omicron variant is doing you know what i'm saying it it, it, it bleeds into your work and work kind of bleeds into your life right so you try to Leave at leave work at work, but we talked about this for the past you know two years now. It's hard to leave work at work when you work remotely because it's like mm-hmm. you gotta actively like make a choice to like leave and do things to try to separate it. Because if you're working in the same space you're living, right. that energy kind of lingers and it just stays around. So, um, but other than that, man, like again, trying to duck, dip, and dodge the Rona the best way I can. Like I haven't knock on wood, like I haven't tested positive for it since the pandemic and i and i want to keep that streak you know what i mean like um and also you know you ever played dodgeball in 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 gym class in like high school right so going two years plus without testing positive feels a lot like you're in the back roll of dodgeball and Mm -hmm. everybody in front of you is getting hit and like the numbers are just like it's like you and two other people and you're like oh shit oh fuck we oh fuck like all the people that was blocking us is out now oh shit all right that's what it feels like because it's like it's just you know what i'm saying you look around like you know what i'm saying you know everybody getting it so you're just really trying to like dodge and duck but also and this may be a, a semi-controversial take but you know we don't give a fuck on on this here platform <laughs> um in my head, I'm like, I did everything I was supposed to do, right? I, I, when, when there wasn't a vaccine out, I stayed my black ass in the house. To the detriment of my mental health, stayed my black ass in the house. When the vaccine came, got the shot. Got the second shot. Even, even signed up for the booster shot. Like, all right, cool. Y'all niggas, because I understand, you know, how, how viruses work. But I'm like, I did everything I could do. And this shit's still running around like Tomb Raider. And you're like, God damn, bro. And I think 
the one thing that I try to, again, try to be mindful of and be just is understanding how many people we should have left behind in school. George Bush will pay for his crimes against education. Um, <laughs> and, and you know me, you know, like my analytical Capricorn ass self just hates when people just say shit that clearly does not make sense. I'll be honest and, with you. Go ahead. And I'll be trying to like turn it off because I understand like all of that, but it just, it just bother me. I've come to a place of peace and I don't know what sector of maturity this is. And please guys, like I am no guru, right? But hear me out. I have come to a place of peace where as long as it's not directly affecting me or imposing or impeasing or excuse me, impeasing, haha, or imposing on my ability to move and function how the fuck I feel, I really just be letting stupid be stupid. There are niggas out there who are never going to get vaccinated. There and are niggas it's, out it's, there. It's not even. It's not, go ahead. Because it's not about there are vaccination niggas out there for me right now. Who are not going to wear their mask. There are niggas out there who we can all recognize how fucking foul and how terrible this administration has handled this pandemic thus far. We know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know exactly what it is. It's exploitation and capitalism at its finest. We know. We like the answer is literally right there, which is the reason why I don't get into a lot of political debates or conversations because like the answers to me look very black and white. And that's not an area that I can be swayed in. We just have to move in the best interest of myself and my and, and my loved ones. And we're going to continue to do that because there there's for me no justice, no point and no no wins. For me to bet on America, the American administration, or assume that anybody outside of me and mine have our best interests at heart. We have to move for us right now. And the best interest of my family is to be vaccinated, is to wear a mask and limit my time in public spaces. And when I do have to be in these public spaces, be very fucking careful because I know what's at risk and at stake for me. Unfortunately, people are not that. They're not. They're not willing to care like I care. And if the past two years have not taught me shit, I'm just going to stay out the way of stupid. I just wish niggas' conspiracy theories made sense, right? Oh, I don't, like, I, <laughs> I don't get that in no time of day. And to be honest, it's not even because I be wanting to entertain this shit. I don't even have to. I don't have time to entertain that shit. But you like, want me to sit here and waste my good years and my listening time? Like, I have a very limited window of focus. And the majority of that has to consume work. And then when I come home, be a mom and at some point close my eyes. But like, dog, you want me to also squeeze in conspiracy theories by idiots, bro? I'm like, man, the, 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 they putting COVID in. Like, what? Like, so, okay, I look, I look at it like this, right? And I think because me and you, like, like I don't have a, 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 a budding grown man to take care of, right? You know what I'm saying? I, you know what I mean? So I think that impacts the, the 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 capacity I have to like it's just I think for me it's I logic left a long time ago and I just and it's like I look at logic the same way some girls look at their favorite ex. Like I wish you came back, but I know you're not. Like I probably look at logic the way Beyonce's high school boyfriend looks at Beyonce. Like, damn, I didn't know how good I had it until you left. Like, mm-hmm. why did you leave? Please come back. I miss you, baby. We could work it out. Because it's just, um, I think that's, and honestly, 
if I'm being transparent, the biggest of all the disappointments, I think the biggest disappointment was people that I thought were smart have were clearly not. And it makes me it makes me think like try to like do internal inventory like how did they trick me for as long as they tricked me? And being mm-hmm. smart when I'm like, you are clearly an idiot. And it's just like and I think that's the biggest disappointment that I've I'm trying to get over. Like I understand at this point, like the cat so far out the bag. It is we got we need to put a lost and po- a found poster on it, right? Like it's no, it's no putting that toothpaste back in the tube. Like so, I've it's it, 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 it's like you're trying to grow to a level of acceptance of this is just where we are now, right. and but it's also you know like it feels defeatist, and I, I hate feeling like I'm being hoe. You know me. If I feel like I'm being hoe. I react. I react very violently because I feel like if I'm being hoed, somebody else also needs to be hoed. It's very petty. I'm working on myself, but that's who I am. As <laughs> but it's like, at this point, I don't, I, I think I know who's hoeing me, but I don't know how to hold him back. So I'm just sitting there like, you're some bullshit. Just feeling like you got bitch made. Bro, feeling like, like, feeling like, <laughs> like how, how I got to be the bigger person against the society? <laughs> <laughs> like being a bigger person on when it's like a one-on-one situation is one thing. I got to be the bigger person against capitalism. This is bullshit. <laughs> it's, but like we, I say all that to say, like you know, you're trying to, you know, manage expectations and, and, and continue working the grind. And I'm looking at my job, like you see, these cases are up everywhere. You expect me to go back to work in February, like in person? She, I don't know about that, big dog. Um, and the one thing I'll say, and we'll move on to our topics, is mm-hmm. this is the time when Littlefinger in, in Game of Thrones said that chaos is a ladder. Like, whenever shit's just not settled, the people who can make moves make moves, and the people who can't get left behind. And mm-hmm. I, I understand that there's, pri- there's inherent privilege in this. If Use this point of chaos. Use this point of time, if you can, to go ahead and make go ahead and make a move, right? Like push for that fully remote job so you can have a job and work wherever you want. Push for that raise, you know what I'm saying, or you know that new job, like whatever you're pushing for right now. Push for that shit right now because again, chaos is here. So it's like take that take advantage of that when you can i respect every single last person that said fuck that the job market is exactly what i need it to be right now and i can work from home and i can do this that and the third oh i'm out of here i respect that there are certain days where i actually need to get up and take my ass into the office and there are certain days where a bitch is not doing none of that shit and for what i'm being asked to do for what i'm being asked to do and for what i for what I'm being asked to do and for what, you know what I'm saying, I'm being paid to do, when them two motherfuckers stop making sense, it's time to make some goddamn changes. That's out. So I respect every single last person who's just like, fuck these jobs, fuck these people, fuck these, the fuck not getting what I want. Because what you want is literally right there. And sometimes you got to ask for that shit. And then a lot of us are starting to put our dicks on the table. I've had a couple friends of mine. My bad, y'all. I'm fumbling my phone and shit. My bad. But <clears throat> the only thing said, I say is if you're going to put that, if you go put your dick on the table, make sure it's big enough. Because if you put, you put it on my Because sometimes, 
That answer going to be no. What's crazy is that like I I find myself at that impasse in another area of my life and I'm just like, "Okay, Alex. You are at the crossroads of Meet me at the crossroads, crossroads." You know, no, but you know I won't we won't be dead though. You know what I mean? Like I just think uh, we're at the point in in life right now where there are two options. And we know what the latter already looks like. And I think that's kind of like the point my like what I wanted to say was we get to a point where you did like a lot. I think everybody can agree that the, at least the past two years, pandemic aside, and of course, pandemic influence, last year was just difficult for very personal. Like everybody I know had a right. very difficult past two years. Everybody. Yeah, we've, we've been saying, and I've, yeah, I stole this from a meme. I don't give a fuck. We've been saying, I just got to get through this week for like, Two years. Hella now. weeks. Like you know for a hundred I mean? weeks like, now. I was like, I just gotta get through the week, bro. Like I just gotta make it to just gotta and make it's just it like, through. you know what? I think that everybody's at a point where it's like, you know what? I don't wanna just make it through anymore. I don't wanna just be I right. I don't want that. I went through that. I have cleared I think last year especially, I cleared a lot of dust out the way. There were a lot of things, a lot of bottom lines, a lot of things that we just <laughs> gotta go. Benito, done. It's over. We'll never, I will never be that. I'll never have that, those experiences. I'll never be that person. There are a lot of shit that we just, all right. And then as we clearing those things out the way, I think the one thing that there's a couple blind spots about therapy that I would like to like touch on, but one blind spot of therapy is, okay, we recognize all this unhealthy shit and you start because you recognize it. Now you got to do something about it. Right. And then you have to feel a bad habit, you have to replace a bad habit with a good one. And sometimes figuring out what that good thing is and finding and feeling secure in that good thing, because you don't know if this is a good thing yet, right? You know it's a better option than what you've been doing, but you don't know if it benefits you yet. And trusting that it is beneficial is some scary ass anxiety inducing ass shit. Okay. You just are assuming that this is good. Yeah, ain't nothing worse than replacing a bad habit with a bad habit, and you're like, "Fuck!" With like, here, oh shit, Fuck. here we go again. It's like picking. It's like, all right, yeah, you're not a crackhead no more, but them Newports got you in a chokehold. Like, you know what I'm like, 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 congrats on giving up the heroin. Now, if we can give up Waukesha, we could be somewhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you would, you know, mm. we're making progress. We're making progress. So it's one of those things where it's like, dog. All right. I don't know if this is good for me yet, but it's better than what the fuck I was doing. So it's got to be worth something. And yes, it is worth something. And the part that I'm trying to settle into and I'm trying to grow into is this newfound peace is worth protecting now. Right? Everything I have around me, there's nothing in my life I'm questioning. I don't question my sanity like I used to. I don't question my, my ability to make the right decisions. I don't even question the people around me. Everybody around me is exactly who they need to be and exactly where they need to be, where they need to be, and how they need to be involved in my life. Everything makes sense. I have peace and harmony in both my home and my professional life right now. There's some shit that's getting on my fucking nerve, but it's nothing that I cannot tolerate. And I'm at a point where we used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. And we used to pray for this kind of peace. Like, we used to pray for this shit. We used to beg, plead, and cry to God. I used to get on my hands and knees and sit at my altar for hours praying for the next step and the next level in my life. And we have it. We are here. And it's not a we have arrived moment. It is we have made 
another very big leap and bound up this mountain of mine. And it's amazing feeling to be 30 years old and not peaked yet. Because there, it means that there is still more of this upside of life. I pray I don't peak for a very long time. I pray that the mountaintop just keeps, I keep climbing and climbing and climbing. By the time I look back, everything is in, like the, the climb down is more or less about rest. And that the only time that I look down the side of the mountain is to drop my ladder and help as many people as I can to achieve their own personal mountaintops too. I pray that I never have to see the people that I gave my ass to kiss on the way back down. I swear to God, I pray I never. Because the same people that you see on your way up, you typically see on your way down. But the way down can be retirement. It can be rest. It can be peace. It can be vacations. It can be abundance and wealth and money and options, beauty. It can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. Or it could be you fell the fuck off because you didn't appreciate your gifts. Like, and I think it's, 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 it's one of those things where... Again, like we said, we, we used to ask for, 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 for the things that are stressing us out, right? Like, new job stressing you out. You, I, remember, I remember how stressed I was at the old job. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we, you can, it's very easy to get into a cycle of complaining. And it, it's not even on some, like, what was me shit. But it's like, we, we, we focus on the negative so much because it's just human nature. There's, there's a psychological study that says that, like, we need five positive things to happen on our life. To, to balance out a negative thing that happens in our life, right? Like, if I, you know what I'm saying, wake up early, work out, eat a good meal, have, you know, have, you know what I'm saying, a, a good day at work, um, you know what I'm saying, make some money, but I get into, like, a fender bender on the way home, mm-hmm. all I remember is a fender bender. Like, I don't remember the entire good day that I had before that. I just remember, damn, like, somebody, somebody uh, rear-ended me. or you know what I'm saying? Or like, fuck, like, I got a ticket. Like, you know, or just something like that. And it's like, that's just how our human nature is. So because right. we know that, you have to be intentional in like reminding yourself, like, hey, like you're doing good. You're you this is okay. You'll be all right. And one thing that I've um I saw was if someone else talked to you the way you talk to yourself, would you be friends with them? Right. Like if someone else, like whoever that may be, talk to you the exact way you talk to yourself, whether it's, you know, just internal, whether you actually verbalize it, the way you treat yourself and talk to yourself. If someone else did that, would you would you rock with them? And I, I had to ask myself that and the answer was fuck no. I wouldn't let sometimes no one else talk. We can be, sometimes I wouldn't let no one else Yeah, I wouldn't let no hard. one else talk to me the way I talk to me. Right? It's like fuck no. Like it's just you know what I'm saying? But it's like we have to kind of take these things and, and, and out of the environment that we're used to putting them in and take them and putting them in somewhere else. And it's like, does that continue to make sense? You know me. If I can't make the situation make sense, vice versa, I don't like it, right? If I can't reverse the entire premise and be like, okay, I, feel, I can still see that making sense. I don't like it. Do that with yourself. That's, you know, and it's, and it's, and, and generally you'll, you'll, you'll figure out that like, I'm in a better position than I thought I was. Being real with yourself does not mean being harsh with yourself. You can be stern and honest with yourself and be completely Gentile. And I think that we confuse being disciplined with being mean or being intentional, like stern. Like people can be very stern. You can mean what you say and also not cut yourself when you say it. 
You know what I'm saying? It's not supposed to, it's supposed to be effective. It's not supposed to burn. That's a, it's not, you know what I mean? Like if you, if it, if you, it's one thing for you to be hear something or to take in something and you just not like the way what was said, but it doesn't have to hurt your feelings or be personal. You know what I mean? Like you don't and, need to attack and you have to remember that sometimes because only you know a hundred percent of all of your vulnerabilities. So you know how to talk to yourself in a way that's either going to cut like you, that self narrative, what you do and how you talk to yourself matter. And I think I, I'm trying to figure out, it's like a chicken or egg situation, right? Like did this term of brutal honesty come from, did it originate from the way we talk to others or did it originate in the way we talk to ourselves and how to, in which, influence which i don't have the answer for that because again that's not my ministry i'm not i'm not a psychologist i am i'm a podcaster and a marketer <laughs> but it's like <laughs> we we talk oftentimes about even talking with your friends your your, your partner your homegirls your homies like we as a society have felt that honesty has to be brutal and it's like if i'm in order for me to give it to you straight i gotta just just cut into you and that's never really been the case and it's about being able to give that honesty, but in a way that whoever you're giving that honesty to can ex- can readily accept it, even if that person is yourself. It, instead of like you, you ain't shit. You out here fucking up. You, you, you know what I'm saying you got fired. You did this and the fire to yourself. It's like all right, that you had outgrown that. You had outgrown that company. You not grown that role. Did did it end the way you wanted to? Nah. It hurt. It hurt the ego that right. they, that they let you go. I feel you, but you've been wanting to get the fuck out of there anyway. It's just this is how you got the fuck out of there. Okay, cool. So what we doing? Same, same, just entirely different spin on, it, right? Bro. Right. But um, you ready to cut into these topics, friend? Uh, yes. Um, first things first. We gotta we gotta pay some condolences to some legends. Oh boy, 2021 hit one right at the buzzer, didn't it? You know, and it made it upset me because, like, you know what? Happy birthday, Betty White. She turned a hundred in my eyes. She is she. If if a, if you count if you count for leap years that she done lived through, we good. Like them extra seventeen days or whatever. Like she, we we, we got it. Whatever it was, I Betty White has been old. Or elderly since I could remember. Betty White, <laughs> Betty White came out the womb forty five. I don't give. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Her and Morgan Freeman. I don't give a fuck. And that is our golden girl. And I, you know, I try to keep it real short with the eulogy section of Future Shot. But because it could get real depressing. And dark. It can, and it's just like you know, I like to see like. Got to see the younger pictures of Betty White and like who she was and like I hate to say her like her prime because we met Betty White what we would consider is her prime you know what I mean but there are people in in other generations behind us like my mom and dad know young Betty White like they remember seeing her as young Betty White so you know R.I.P. to a legend and thank you for being a friend and 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 the thing with Betty White is a like Betty White. I hate, you know, I hate using the word ally, right? I hate it. It makes me cringe. But Betty White was really like, she got fired from her like talk show or something because they wanted her to cut off this African-American performer from doing his performance. And she was like, actually, I'm just going to give him more time. Like, y'all can suck a dick. Right. Um, and the one thing I'll say about Betty White is the fact that 
you know the type of life that you have had to live that even when you pass away at 99.5 years old, it still feels like you were taken <laughs> a little too soon? Like, Betty yeah. White, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, knock on wood, all of that. But normally, when someone passes at 99, we're just like, hey, man, you know, it's about it's bound to happen, but Betty White was like, damn, she started some shit to... And I think one thing that really fucked us up, because, like, she was clearly planning for our 100th birthday party, right? She was clearly planning for it, had a whole thing on people, it was a thing, all of that. And you clearly saw that even in her, even in her um, old age, respectfully, like, she still had a lot of, like, energy to her. And so, it was like, damn, like, you 99, but you, you were still rocking with us like you wasn't 99. So, like, RIP to the Golden Girls. I hope they. I hope they're all up in, up in heaven. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Re, you know, reuniting and, and, and talking about Blanche. Um, Speaking of legends, um, RIP Sydney Portier. the first African American to win an Oscar, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, again, passed in '94. You know what I'm saying? So again, like these legends live long lives, but Sydney Portier, like. To keep it short and to keep it brief, there will be no Denzel if I Cindy Portier. And Denzel will tell you that. There would, there, would, there would be no Michael B. Jordan without Cindy Portier. Michael B. Jordan will tell you that. There would be no Idris Elba. All of these black actors that have come in and taken over the scene, they would all have Cindy Portier to thank for that. And, you, and if you know, you know this ain't capping. This I am not exaggerating a bit. Right. Like, he is the pioneer for African-American actors in Hollywood. Like, he broke barriers. And we know anytime you're the first some, somebody to do something, they give you shit for it. All of sorts course. of shit. Like, even the Oscar that Sidney Poitier won, he won. It was similar to how, like, Halle Berry finally got one but for Monsters Ball. Or, like, how Denzel had to wait for training day. It was like... He had he had an Oscar winning resume way before they finally acknowledged it, right? And so we I say that to say, like, you know what I'm saying, when when Sydney Portier's black history, right? Like, I don't know if the Sydney Portier biopic has already been done, but like that's <laughs> that's something that we could see. Like shit. Sh- Netflix has something in the tuck for Betty White, so who knows? <laughs> Yeah, Netflix was like Netflix had that in the drafts, right to go. We was like, you know, it's, it's on. Uh, what's Zach Fox saying that one song? He was like, "R.I.P. to Betty White. She ain't dead yet for when she died." <laughs> like, oh, like they had it in the tuck. I mean, so R.I.P. to a couple legends, man, and and you know, we I'm I'm glad for both of them. I didn't see the normal like. Oh, so now y'all Betty White fans are now y'all like shut the fuck like, up. Like nigga, who wasn't a universal Betty White fan? And honestly, I think they more reserved that for like music artists and shit. That like they were underground to you or they weren't mainstream or you didn't hear them on the radio yet, so you assume niggas just didn't know about them. But why wouldn't you want your fave to blow up? Like I think that's weird as fuck. Like, why do you want your favorite artist to just be yours exclusively? Like I think I think that it, it, it is quality control, right? Like as as People look at their favorite underground artist the way we look at like a mom and pop restaurant, right? Like that first store open, they making all the shit by hand. It's they they made it with love and care and shit. Like they it's farm to fresh, all that shit. But then they expand. Then they open another store, and then they open another store. And now and now like the you know a lot of times the more store that they open, the quality gets stepped on a little bit because you got to cut some corners in order to be efficient. And like, cause I remember 
you know, no shade. But I remember Gomez. I remember when Gomez first opened, it was had had me in a chokehold, right? But as they opened their second store, as they opened the, the other store, as they did try to standardize some shit, it was still good, but it lacked that thing that made it great. Or like that the original chicken sandwich from Popeyes mm-hmm. versus the re-rock bullshit that they came out after they ran out of chicken sandwiches. Like how the fuck you run out of chicken at a chicken spot? I don't know. But I say that to say a lot of a lot of times people view their favorite underground musician in the same manner. Right? Where it's like I mean, I feel you. But it's also just like I loved it. Like when Megan the Stallion blew up, I was geek. Like geek. Because I'm like, fuck yeah, she deserves that shit. But anyway, so yeah, you're right. I'm glad that people weren't general weirdos about Betty White. That did make me happy. And I'm glad that she, the one thing I am glad is that a lot of our legends, and I mean most, like in my head, the person that sticks out the most is DMX. I'm glad that when our legends pass, even if, you know, obviously Betty White's more natural causes than, you know, say DMX was, RIP. But I'm glad that our legends, while they're still here, they're given their flowers and we're able to see and them know how much they were loved and appreciated and how much we, we fuck with their music and their art and Betty White. There was a certain escapism that people got from watching golden girls. A lot of us watch golden girls with our elders. Like, should I know? I remember watching golden girls with my mama, like on a sick day afternoon or some shit like that. I remember folding clothes with my mama when, you know what I'm saying? We had inside the day always, watching the I, golden girls. I was a prices right baby, right? Like if I had to stick home, Stay home. It was Bob Barker. You know what I'm saying? Price is right. And my, my mom, mom was going to watch the judge shows. We watched judge shows all fucking day. And then it was um, the Golden Girls. And then we had our talk shows. So it was either Dr. Phil. We had Ellen. <laughs> we had, well, not Ellen. Ellen wasn't, but no, definitely Dr. Phil. We had Oprah. And then it was, she would go into like the afternoon news and then it would be maybe a judge show or two or something like Judge Judy came on during the evenings and then it would take us into our celebrity gossip before we got into a sitcom. So it was either Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I <laughs> so, had all of them. So I like, yeah, yeah like my mama was, so it was, it was Price is Right, let's make a deal with it. My mama was a soap opera head. Like she a soap opera head because her mama was a soap opera head, so. She had me out. If I was sick, I was out here watching God and Light, Young and the Restless. I'm like, what the fuck? Like all types of shit. Then it would transition into the 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 talk shows. But the show where we got the soap operas was also a show we got Jerry Springer. And like, you know, my mama a whole minister, so it was like trying to like trying to switch it and all of that to the Doctor Fields. And then the Judge show. But then my mama and my grandmama loved Jeopardy and Will of Fortune. And so mm-hmm. that's like, you know, that's part of the reason how I was able to kind of learn some shit was like and learn different words and learn facts. Because like we was playing Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, you know what I'm saying, every night with the contestants, try to beat them, try to get something right before they got something right and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that was our that was our our our, our mood, you know, mood thing and everything like that. But yeah, like, who the fuck hates the Golden Girls? Like, you're going to be a weirdo to like, I understand like that not being your cup of tea, but but you want to hate the Golden Girls? You know, guess, people, my nigga. ooh, tomato, tomato, tomato. Because <laughs> I've been saying that shit all the time. I was the girls that get it because the girls that get it get it, and the girls that don't don't don't. I was on a conference call. And some of this, y'all know the white boy at my job. I can't stand, man. I'm, you fucking, 
<laughs> well, Calvin, oh my God. So I invited Calvin to my company holiday party. I think I talked about this the last episode. And you got to meet that nigga. And everything that I said was true as fuck. Don't um, say nothing crazy because if my coworkers listen to this, I don't need them asking me no fucking questions. Oh no! If no. you get if you get jammed up, don't, don't mention, mention my name. It but, was just, it, it, but also first of all, was you invite me because you know I ain't gonna embarrass you, right? Like I'm, a, I'm gonna come in. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna play the role. I'll tell you this, and this is also something I'm dealing with for my job. I know they don't listen to this shit because I didn't. I've never told any of them anything about my social life, but I don't. The, the you want to know the fakest I feel. Is in the is like corporate meetings about their personal lives, and I gotta pretend to give a fuck, and I gotta pretend to care about your embroideries. Oh no, your- I do care. Oh no, I care. Oh, I care. I definitely care. Sometimes I do care. Sometimes that shit is very interesting because, like, I do like to know that, like, my coworkers and the people that I work with, it's not just business with them all the time. Like, well, no. Don't get me wrong. Let me say this. I guess I, guess I like me, the fact that there is a boundary of the fact that we are coworkers and that we have to conduct business with each other. So there's a decorum, you know what I mean? That you certain decorum that you follow in order to conduct business. I like that. But I also enjoy the fact of reminding myself, there are little things that remind ourselves that they're human beings. They have people that look up to them and matter to them as well. And they make mistakes too. So to give a little grace there, like sometimes I, I have to remember to be human beings with these people. Right, and I I think I would enjoy it better if like their interests aligned at all with mine. Like they talk, they all say like it's like uh, like they all have pets. I I don't. They're over here like talking about like different like cat TikToks and everything, and I'm like, you know what I mean. So I think I would enjoy it a little better. But also one thing I really noticed, we overuse the exclamation point in corporate communication. So much. Me? Yeah. I'm an exclamation point using ass bitch. Hi, it is Alexandria and I am blah, 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 blah. Hell yeah. I'm an ex. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I'm the pro- I'm sorry. And I just be looking like, I'm not this excited. <laughs> right? But if you don't I use am. it, but if you don't use it, you're like, damn, if I come off cold. But it's like, I'm I'm not that. It feels like, feel like eight hours of me just hitting LMAO with a straight face in conversation. No. I'm weak. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm here. Stone cold, stone face. No, I be weak as fuck. When I tell you I'm weak, just understand that I be cackling loudly. Like the girls' group chat, like what? The girls' group chat at work be having me dead. And when the fucking voice notes get to be flying, oh, I be weak as fuck. The, the girls' group chat in any situation is where a man's dreams go to die. Like, uh-uh, sometimes we be actually, uh-uh, uh-uh, not mine. My group chat is not the she-man nigga-hating club. That is not, that's not my, that's not my inbox. As a matter of fact, I love niggas. I don't understand. No, I hate y'all, but I love y'all. Like, I I have a very, a, a very fair appreciation for the male species. Y'all get on my fucking nerves as anybody else does, and I deal with y'all in the capacity that I can handle, and nothing more, nothing less. The one thing I, the one thing I wish, like, I've adopted from men that I wish more women would. I treat y'all exactly how I want to. Men treat women exactly how they feel like it. Whenever a man is having a bad day, I've always felt the brunt of it. Always. Oh, that nigga's, oh, okay. Pissing your fucking Cheerios. I'm learning to get that shit right back to a nigga. I handle men exactly how they, how, exactly how they handle me. You want me sweet? You want sweet Alex? You want nice Alex? You want nice Alex that will bend over backwards for you? 
treat me like that. You want me to be a fucking, you want me to be loyal and, and never leave your side? Like I'm fucking Clifford the Bid Red Dog? Treat me like that shit. No, I had to talk to a homie. I had to talk to a homie because like, again, again, sometimes- You get what you're cha- giving for me. Sometimes the group chat, like, like, you know, accountability happens sometimes in the group chat too. Because it was like, again, one of my homies was- Does just, it? I'm a, let me tell the story, nigga. Don't make me get mad. We're, having, we're, doing, good, we're doing good today. Relax. All right. I'll let... We're doing good today. Relax. But, like, my nigga was just kind of talking about, like, what he was looking for in a woman and all of this, like, all of the different things. It was like, nigga, you don't want a girlfriend. You want a cat. Like, <laughs> like you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want somebody who listens. <laughs> like, you, or I just want somebody listening to the story. Who, who, like, you want a cat, bro. If Get a dog. Get a cat. Like, like that cat will do everything that you're asking for right now. Like, just like, and, and, and it's also trying to manage expectations of what you're stepping out into this dating pool and finding, bro. I'm like, and he's like, damn, y'all make dating sound so, so it is, nigga. Like, <laughs> like, it, it, like, if you're out here, if you out here figuring this is a fairy tale, you will get hit over the head with a sledgehammer every time, bro. And then you're going to be, then you're going to get more mad and like, man, these bitches ain't shit. But you knew that that person wasn't shit from the jump. Like, why are you surprised that 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 someone who's not shit turns out to not be shit? I don't get surprised if a scorpion stings me because that's a scorpion. That's what that motherfucker does. And it's like if you actually took the time to understand what you want and also communicate what you want. Like a lot of times, what we tell people all the time, like you can't you can't test me on a rubric. You never get you never gave me a rubric for. I don't know what I'm being tested on. You can't test me on that shit. That's not fair. Like, you're out here with these internal expectations of the people that you date and meet and not telling them about this shit and then getting mad when they don't meet it. You should, like, imagine if our landlord did that. I'm not telling you when the rent's due. You should just know when I want my money. You know you're not living here for free. Again, that sounds stupid, don't it? That's the same thing a lot of these motherfuckers are out here doing in in the dating world. You're not telling people what you actually looking for, what you actually expect, or what you actually want, but then you're mad when that motherfucker fails your expectations. Yes, Alex. I would like to respectfully interject my disagreement on something you said that I know is getting ready to make us argue. And I don't know if I'm prepared to have my first real argument 12 days into the new year. I've been doing so good. <laughs> I started shit the first day of the year and I said, all right, Alex, we're not going to walk into this new year being the problem. <laughs> and look at you, about to be the problem. Go ahead, go and ahead. I haven't said two words in an adverse nature in 12 days. Do you know that's a record? <laughs> You, you, I can see you shaking and itching right now. You like, you looking like a little like Tyrone Big. Like, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't start an argument in a minute. Oh, shit. Ooh, I have not cussed no one out. I have bit my tongue. I, I have literally bit my tongue off, baby. I said, you know what? Nope, we gonna step into the new year with peace. <laughs> and then I realized that biting my tongue isn't peaceful. It actually hurts. So. If I'm going to say what I need to say, I'm going to at least watch my mouth when I say it. So hear me out. We are all at this point in our later 20s, pushing 30, or in our 30s, figuring out what the next decade is supposed to look like, right? 
And so the building blocks and the rudimentary things in relationships, the things that should be understood by now, and how to build the things that matter between you and your partner, that level, that kind of communication, we're not in one-on-one classes with that shit anymore. So no, there are certain expectations that I will make very clear the first time that I say them. And then if we bump up against this thing or this boundary again, I'll probably repeat myself because like a kind of a nice guy. But the thing about repeating myself is that my temper and my patience, every time I have to say something to you more than once about what it takes and how to love me and how to know me and how to me teaching you how to treat me, every time I have to like repeat that, I'm probably going to get a little bit more short about short about it, short about it until it becomes like sometimes that shit snowballs into being like, okay, bro. Okay. Like, have you ever, for instance, have you ever dated somebody that you thought like, and this is, I'm going to say this fucked up. (laughs) Have you ever dated somebody that you just knew that you were a little smarter than? Well, like, have you ever dated somebody or dealt with somebody that you knew that you were just probably a little bit more emotionally mature and a little bit maybe more intellectually advanced and a little bit had more like just, you know, the one plus one equal two a little bit faster for you than it did for them. Like, they're not dumb, but it's like, ooh. And you're like, ooh, baby, I'm going to have to lead the horse to water on this one. I'm going to have to watch you to the wall. I'm going to have to watch you draw water from this well every single time, honey, just to make sure your dumb ass don't fall in. Like, you ever have partners that, damn, it's not that I miss you. I'm worried about your stupid ass. Because, like, what the fuck was you doing or, before I got here? Or it's just like, see, for me, that part. But it's also, it's like, what I used to run into is like, it's like, you ever, you know what I'm saying? You know how, like, that sub come in and, like, so say, like, the teacher had a sub and then the, the teacher come back and everybody wilding. You're like, what the fuck did this other nigga let you get away with? You just be like, why do you think that's okay? You just want to be like, it, it feels like walking in one of them bars on Bar Rescue, and you're just like, how the fuck did we get here? And like, do I have it in me to do this renovation? And chances are I don't. Because <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, you build habits, right? And it's like, I think, I think my initial conversation about like, is like, we're talking beginner steps, right? I'm talking like I I swipe right on you, you swipe right on me. We go on a couple of dates. I'm like, and like if you're expecting a certain level of like anything, as far initially, you got to let that know. I'm not advocating for continuing to repeat yourself as someone has made it clear that they're not listening to you. It's just like, hey, for example, one of the homies is like, man, he you know he don't he 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 he's like, man, if I, you know I'm paying for six seven days, sure it ain't even offered to like. It was like, well, nigga, did you communicate that, or do you expect her to magically come? Like, like, come on now, bro. Like, it's like again, and it sounds fucked up, but it's like if I assume you to be the lowest common level denominator, right. I can move in a different way because if I assume that you know how you should do this, or in my head I feel like you know you should do this, and then I don't, I get disappointed. But if I assume you don't know shit, I can't get disappointed if the bar is already in hell. So it's like, I mean, you're making a lot of sense here, Calvin. You are. You know what I'm and so, but and my so, point about the matter is that 
sometimes, and this just goes back to just the lessons that we learned and not rushing in relationships and taking our time and patience and getting to know people and seeing people through storms and all the shit that we spent the past five years on this podcast talking about, right? So it's like five years. I'm exaggerating, but you get the point. (laughs) It's like one of those things where, dog, at this point, you've had at 30, right? If you've, all right, I can speak for my 30s, so. Or speak yeah, for my the past ten years, right? I, I was gonna say you've been you've been thirty about like what six months before me, <laughs> right? So let me I can speak for at least the past like ten years at least. In the past ten years, I have had a child. Well, no, he's twelve, so maybe not the past ten. But in the past yeah. ten years, I have had a I've been married, I've been divorced, I've had two, I've had a wild situationship, I've had. A boyfriend that I claimed out loud and several ones I didn't. And a relationship in my own journey and and, and a couple crashes and burns when it comes to handling, you know, some of those ins and outs. And in in the past 10 years, I can say that I have undergone probably some of the worst heartbreak and disappointments of my life. We know what doesn't work for me by now. I know what I'm willing to give thought to. I know what I'm willing to express interest in. I also know what the fuck I'm not doing no goddamn more. I know it works and I know what doesn't. Well, I know what's going to work because it is working. And I know what doesn't work because it's not working and we no longer serves me and we've moved on from that. In relationships, I think we focus on so much of what we want it to look like instead of what it feels like and what nourishes you and what makes you feel whole and happy and secure. And honestly, I'm not spending any more time with men or in relationships that aren't directly designed for or are not at least walking in the direction of being beneficial for me in a deeper way. Y'all just my little friends, as my mama would say. (laughs) Like, y'all just my little friends. Until there's some longevity and stability into it. Y'all just my little friends. Even the man that I'm seeing right now. Care about him. Love him to death. Absolutely. But, and we've, I have, I have learned a great lesson keeping that relationship very private. Because it's, it's been going well. We're cool. But. Niggas are still, and when I say niggas, me, still growing, still learning, and still figuring out exactly what I want out of this whole thing and defining the rules as I go and as they make sense for me. And that dial changes. And giving myself and and making sure that the people that I'm obligated to explain this to, like the man that I'm seeing, the, the opportunity to either be a part of that journey or to exit peacefully. And as an adult, our breakup shouldn't be tumultuous and dramatic, not like this. They shouldn't be as harmful and as devastating as they once were. We should, at this point, be able to let people go with some grace and some love and some understanding. Unless some shit was egregious and the hands got thrown and it was just wildly disrespectful. Then, yeah, sometimes it got to be a knockout drag out. But at this portion of my life, the transitions and people that decide to transition in and out of my life, it's going to be peaceful. It's not going to, and if it can't be peaceful, it would at least do me the least bit of harm or none at all. You know? You could either love me or leave me alone. Word up. And leave me alone is, is, a, is a good option. But, um, so wanted to 
So I take it you're not an Office fan, huh? The Office. Not like I've tried to do The Office multiple times. And it's like, The Office for me, it's like, it got a couple hits, like the diversity episode where it was like, oh, like, yeah, that's some funny shit. But it'd be like, most of them, like, eh. Like, I, I'm also, because, like, anything that's in that office realm, I'm not a huge fan of, like, Community or, like, Parks and Rec. Like, all of them, like, sort of, like, similar shows. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, and for a while, I thought it was just because, like, white humor, right? I was just like, mm, maybe this sort of white humor isn't necessarily my thing. And then, so, I, so when Abbott Elementary came out, I'm like, okay. I, you know what I'm saying? You got, you got the homegirl Quinta Brunson in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I love I love when my Vine my Vine Hall of Famers making Hollywood moves. You know what I'm saying? Like, a large, you got money. Like, I love I love that. I love you know what I'm saying. I love Quentin making it out of a Buzz Buzzfeed. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, industrial system. I love that for her. So I was like, I'm a show, and I see it on the time. I'm gonna show love to it. I still haven't got through the first episode yet. And I just I, and, and and I'm not saying that to shit on Abbott Elementary because again, if you like the Office type of shows and you a nigga, this works for you, bro. It works. It's just I I just I realized that it was like the type of show and not necessarily the the lack of cultural stuff I could relate to that was helping me. Like, no, nah, it just ain't for me. Right. But shout out to but shout out to Quinta. Shout out to. Yeah, like, I, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Shout out! I want them. I want them to. I want them to, to, to succeed and flourish. I haven't seen Abbott Elementary yet. I've heard amazing things. I heard the guy that plays um, from America's. I um, mean, excuse me. Everybody hates Chris is in it, and they say he looks fine. So he matured quite nicely. I don't say and, fine. And, and, and and he's your height. He he's right in your height range. Like he's he, he's a short king. I haven't dated a short nigga in quite some time. Actually, I'm lying. I have a date tomorrow. With the man <laughs> That's what I was like. You are clearly lying. <laughs> no, but the man. No, the man that I'm dating right now. He is over six feet, so he's six two. And then the man that I have a date with tomorrow is like five eight. So, so you haven't bet, you haven't beat the Trumpet allegations. Like, what are we? I know, about but right like, now? but like, the, tomorrow's our first date, so I don't know. Like, I don't know. We're gonna see. We're gonna see, man. We're gonna see. Me and dating is funny as fuck because, like, I have zero expectations, my nigga. Like, you could be the love of my life or this could be the literally the last time you're going to see my black ass. <laughs> and <laughs> what I'm mad about is that we're going to one of my favorite restaurants. And I'm not telling you niggas because, like, I actually plan on taking another date here. <laughs> so. You, you, don't, you, don't want, you don't want niggas to slut it out like that's No. Like, because, you don't want okay. niggas to slut it out like that's esoteric. Please, bro, y'all slutted out esoteric. And it's like, I can never bring another nigga in here ever again. I actually, I never bought anybody esoteric. Thank God I was smart. But like, I got a couple duck offs in the city and you have to literally hit me personally to be like, all right, Alex, I, I have a date. I'm trying to take you, you know what I'm saying? Or I want this nigga to take me here, here. Or I got a couple little spots to be like, you will run into nobody. We, like, we all do. And like... I don't be sharing them spots because I'm like, I don't need y'all to, to again, to put no. Oh, no. I will share. Depending upon who you are, like, we can exchange spots. Like, no, take her here. Take them here. He'll enjoy this. But this is the time you got to go and get up out of there before such and such time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like, of course I told y'all about Soto. Soto's easy. Soto's easy. It's easy. It's affordable Italian food that just so happens to serve lamb chops. And I think that's exactly what the fuck I'm ordering tomorrow. And also, so and also like niggas from outside the city know about Soto. Like one of my homegirls. Yeah, like like yeah, like you know, so I wanna go I wanna go to Soto for my birthday. I'm like I was like, I almost, I almost hit it with the ew. How do you know about Soto? But I was like, relax, relax. But I was like, hey, yeah, like that. it's a really nice spot. The basement of Soto is beautiful. It's a really nice spot. You know what I'm saying? There's another little duck off I'm gonna tell you about offline. I didn't even know. I didn't even know this place had a basement. So when I tell you, you're gonna be like, what? Yeah, they have a basement, and it's it's so nice to eat in. It's so nice. I went on a date not too long ago there. Literally had a black. It was so romantic. Like this spot with like, there were a couple spots that I went to. I go out on a date at least once or twice a week. Like I, I get, of course I go out once or twice a week. So there I'm discovering new little, like, hmm, like little niche spots in the city. So I, there's one and it was so romantic. I wanted to fuck him at the table. It was just oozing. It was just, oh my God. That's not COVID safe. It's not, but it was sexy as fuck. I was like, oh, I love this. Oof. I loved it. Nah, like, and and also, also, don't be afraid, niggas, to, like, go explore in the suburbs. Trust me. Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day on a fucking Monday this year. That's whack as shit. Do you know what you could get away with with Valentine's Day being on a fucking Monday? Do you know what you could get away with? What? My niggas, first of all, dating during the week is fire. My favorite date night time is honestly Tuesday. Tuesday nights are the best date night spots. And also... Wait staff isn't crazy busy. They're refreshed because they usually have Monday off. Correct. They're actually but, wanting to get to this money. The service is better. The chefs are in a better mood. Like, baby, I'm telling you. And there's Tuesday night specials usually. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Tuesday is a great date night. Jameson be $4 at most places on Tuesdays. I'd be like, oh, do not, I, do, I don't mind if I do, nigga. Like, let me drink, drink. Like, listen, honestly, dating, dating during the week, if you can swing it, it's fire. Because you, it's 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 like it's like going to an early screening of a movie, right? It's like you get in before the rush, you get in everything like that. Um, but also, you know, what I'm saying, like with Valentine's Day, especially being on a Monday, you have these talks now with whoever you think gonna be your little Valentine about plans, because you don't want to, you know, what I'm saying, you don't want to accidentally offend somebody. If you try to do the Saturday or the Sunday, and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna take me on the side, bitch, Valentine's Day," like, don't. Have plans. Make sure that you have communication that you about what's going on. And if you do happen to have a side bitch, understand that like this gonna take a little finessing on your part to make sure that your side bitch and your other side bitch figure the shit out or don't figure the shit out, and you keep doing what you need to do. Think about this shit now because if because proper preparation prevents poor performance, you gotta prepare. In order to have a good I'm not gonna lie. In your 30s, it, first of all, if, in your 30s, if you're still having to have a conversation with your side bitch about what Valentine's Day means, she obviously doesn't has overestimated her role. And so that means that you probably don't deserve side bitches because those are conversations your black ass shouldn't even be having. Because by now you should know better how to better man better manage that expectation at this point. 
We are also talking, I do, you got to understand that some of our audience has not made it to the wonderful age of 30 yet. So, you know, we, you know, sometimes, but also again, we, we've talked plenty of times about managing side nigga side chick expectations. Like there's, there's very few reasons in life that your side piece to wild the fuck out. Like if, and you should nip it in the bud if you even sense a little bit of wilding the fuck out in your side piece, because that is not P. That's not P at all. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Like, you know, if that person that you're trying to make number two got the temperament to be a number two. Sometimes you know that from jump. Stop trying to make these star players be number twos when you know they ain't got the temperament for it. Everybody can't be Scottie Pippen. Everybody can't be Kelly Rowland. I just think that, honestly, we're a little too old for that game, bro. Like, I I don't know. I have no desires. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have two dates for Valentine's Day. That doesn't mean I want to. Like, it's just probably just how that cookie crumbled. Which which one you going to cancel? Neither one. <laughs> you, if you don't, don't want do to, that. if you don't want them, then cancel them. No, I didn't say I didn't want both. It just that's not the way I planned shit. But I definitely have two dates for Valentine's Day. You fucking right. I got to make up for lost time. Okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let that go. But like, so, Ed, wait. go ahead, girl. Go ahead, girl. I have a hot take. Is it gonna piss me off? Take. Probably, but. Okay, so y'all remember back in the day, HBO used to have... HBO has always had a wild lineup of shows. Like, their shows be fucking fire, right? So, I'm revisiting The Sopranos. And you know what? Tony Soprano is, is of course, if The Sopranos, bro. Who doesn't know what the fuck The Sopranos is? But... As I'm, like, watching the show, of course, Tony Soprano is an Italian mob boss. Of course he is. And... The one thing about Italians is that they are either very racist or very not. <laughs> Italians are like the Italians are like the turned up version of white people or of drunk white people. Because again, drunk white people, same thing. Drunk white people will either buy, will pay for your tab or call you a nigger. And there's really no in between. Uh, it's you know what I'm saying like no. So Tony and Tony Soprano fits the description, right? And when I tell you that there's a certain situation that Tony Soprano be in and that nigga be going the fuck off, and the first thing out of my mouth is he's absolutely right. You are absolutely like it's you are foul as fuck, but you are absolutely right. Like you be cussing you, people the fuck out. Like Tony, like Tony Soprano is 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 a very prescient example of don't don't get mad if you slap me and I shoot you because why the fuck did you slap me? Yeah, like, bro, what the fuck? Like, the relationship that... It, one thing that is just obviously blatantly obvious is, okay, of course, he's an Italian mob boss. He's going to handle things to the best of his ability and to the best of his knowledge, given what his weight and the gravity and the weight of his responsibilities are, right? And usually, that re- and usually that requires shooting a motherfucker. You know, possibly, potentially, right? But right now, what I'm gathering and the most glaring thing is that Tony Soprano got hosed. Or wife at home. But this nigga has bitches, bro. Bitches. And Carmella, love Carmella, bro. She gonna hold it down to till she doesn't know what else to do with herself. Period. She gonna hold it down. Like she is the epitome of an Italian mafia mafia wife, right? 
or in in nigga terms, a bottom bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like that, she ain't going nowhere. It's blatantly obvious she ain't going nowhere. They whatever. And she is very honest about. I don't know if she's honest about Tony. Because if you're honest about him, then that means that there's a level of acceptance that you have to have with his behavior and his lifestyle and the lifestyle he's provided you. And as you see in the show, that she starts to question a lot of that shit. Like, Carmela's existential crisis was actually kind of interesting to watch and how she also told that her own line of infidelity. And again, I'm only on season three, so I don't know how far Carmela actually goes with some of her shit. But you can see it's giving, like, Notori Naughton's character from Power. Like, in the first season when she used to flirt with Sean, the driver, like, Tasha, Tasha. Like, it's giving that, like, okay, bitch, like, we see the eyes, we see the flirtation. How far are you actually going to take this? But Carmella does a better job at, like, that, like, are you flirting, bitch? That internal, we're external, and it's just like, uh, where it's like, there's enough plausible deniability where if you actually like say something, she's like, nah, I wasn't doing that nah, at all. Nah, what the fuck are you talking about? But, but also, yeah, she, there's enough like, you know, the vibes like, bitch, you trying to suck my dick. Hold on, wait a minute, bitch. Right. Uh, so with Carmela, it's interesting watching her told that line. And it's interesting watching other people, um, you know, like watching the people react to that. But Tony Soprano, bro, that nigga don't be wrong. And a lot of times when he'd be like, he was mad at this guy, bro. Big as a house. Big as fuck. He's, they're meeting in a parking lot to discuss whatever the fuck. And the big guy that gets out of his car and starts leaning on his truck. And Tony Soprano snapped on him. He said, you get some leaning on my goddamn car before you flip it over, you fat fuck. And I lost it. <laughs> you know who else don't be wrong? Who? Elmo. So <laughs> Elmo do not be fucking wrong, bro. And I didn't realize that Elmo was this bouted since '99. Listen, so first and foremost, the, the person who voiced Elmo is a the, the person who voiced the original Elmo is a black man from Baltimore. To give you context, okay. So, so, so Elmo seen some shit, but also because we we missed out last week, so we got to touch on this, right? I think both me and Ali Nicole are Team Elmo in this situation. Mm-hmm. So a video, you know, went viral. You know what I'm saying? Of, of basically my boy Elmo being gaslit to shit. <laughs> and so Elmo has his homegirl Zoe, and Zoe got this pet rock named Rocco, right? And again, pet rock. So. Elmo's little play crush, whatever Gabby is like. I got some cookies for the for the homies. You know what I'm saying? She 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 give out two to 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 Zoe and Elmo because again they're Muppets and not rocks. Zoe initially was like, "You're not gonna give Rocco a cookie too." <laughs> Gabby Gabby play along. He was like, "Sure, bitch. Here here a cookie." And then the cookie you give Rocco's Elmo's Elmo's favorite cookie. It's like, hold on, wait a minute. You got oatmeal raisin in the tuck, and you ain't gonna tell Elmo? Hold on, let me. Run, let me see the oatmeal raisin real quick. You, you got another one? He first asked for another one. Like, you got another one of those? She was like, damn, I'm all out, big dog. He was like, cool, no problem. I'm going to just go ahead and switch this cookie with the fucking rock that can't eat. <laughs> Again, because in, because in Elmo's world, modern problems require modern solutions. In Sabin, Zoe has the nerve to say, hold on, wait a minute. Rocco was going to eat that cookie. Now, 
Elmo's like, how? Rocco's a rock. Rocks don't eat. And then she's like, no, uh, he, he wants that. You can't have that cookie. And why tell you, I think I appreciate children's shows that become funnier when we're adults. Because when I tell you, my man Elmo lost it and was like, huh, you know what? You know, you, you know, whenever a, a black man says, how? 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 Where we have reached the absolute peak of our frustration, we just, how? So Elmo was like, huh, how, Zoe? How, how's Rocco gonna eat that cookie? Rocco doesn't have a mouth. Rocco's just a rock. Rocco's not alive. <laughs> Again, all facts, no cap. And then we see more videos and we, we realize this isn't just a one-time incident that Zoe have been gaslighting, Zoe and Rocco have been gaslighting my nigga Elmo for, for a long-ass time. And Elmo <laughs> Be fed the fuck up. You ever seen a puppet stare into the camera? Bro, I've never seen a Muppet have a facial expression a day in my life. And then I met Elmo. And I was like, nah, bro, I understand. Elmo legitimately, I think, like, stared in the camera. was like, y'all see this shit, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not bugging here. Y'all see this shit, right? And so I just want to appreciate Elmo for taking a stance against all the people who try to gaslight the Elmos of the world and 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 blatantly lie in their face about <laughs> whatever the fuck is going on. Like they're not seeing the shit in person. So I, I wanna give a shout out to Elmo here for for fighting a good fight. And just know it's fuck Rocco on this side. On this side it's fuck Rocco. Um would you like to end us with a positive note? Sure. Um, my positive note will be simple. Um, you have everything that you need to be great. And whatever great looks like for you, you have whatever you need to make it to that next step. Whether it's ability, whether it's motivation, whether it's resources, you know that you can make it to the next step. We all have that ability, right? Like now. The law averages and law numbers say everyone ain't gonna get there, right? Be just mm-hmm. because, and as long as we're playing the zero, this, this capitalism game, like everybody can't go. But you understand, you understand that within yourself, that like if you if you're if you're listening to this, that means you survived the last two years, right? And and, and for that, we give you claps and cre- and kudos and credit. So if you can survive this last two, like you can you can you can put yourself through a lot and understand that like. You have an opportunity here. Like I know all of my niggas, all of my niggas were strong last year. They want to be happy this year, right? And understanding that you have to, you have to make sure your mental and your physical are tied together. Um, you can't be your best if you don't rest. So if you if you feel like if you feel bogged down, it's okay to rest because you can't be your best if you're pushing through some shit. But all my niggas got all all, all the people that are listening to this. You have what you need in order to make it to the next level and be great. It's just a matter of figuring out the puzzle pieces to make it make sense. And I believe I, that. And I believe that you got it. What I want for you or for all of our listeners in this new year is to. You have all the tools in your toolbox. All the puzzle pieces are on the table. And last year you did a lot of work to get to this year. 
and be very proud of your health, be very proud of your mental health and your body and everything that you had to do to sustain yourself, continuously sustain yourself throughout the pandemic and you were tired. So make this a year of rest, make this a year of planning, make this a year of 2020 was a year of what the fuck? 2021 was a year of clean it up. And how the fuck? And how the fuck are you going to clean it up? And 2020 years, okay. It's clear. It's clear. All that shit that you were fighting against, all the things that turmoil, all the mental spaces, all the unhealthy shit, all the bad habits, all the people, all the negative spaces, all the toxic shit, that ex, them wild ass niggas, them dumb ass bitches. All that shit, all of that shit, the drama, the fucking drama, all of that shit is dead and gone. Now what? All the the things that you prayed for are now here. Your gifts are here. Your blessings are here. They are yours. They've been bestowed upon you. That salary, that house, that job, success in your relationships with people, whatever that looks like, those are all taking shape exactly as you asked them to be. Don't fumble the bag being afraid you're going to fumble the bag. And don't get caught up on counting this wave of blessings. You forget that there's another one coming. Drop your shoulders. Take a deep breath. Pat yourself on the back. And be thankful and thank yourself and show extreme gratitude for the fact that you did it, my nigga. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, Fee Diddy. We are out of here. Peace and blessings. Yo, I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing good defense. Two seconds on the clock. I'm-